I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart, I have but one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Morons in the Wasteland, the Fallout RPG as played by complete amateurs. I am your host, the Wasteland Master. It's your buddy and your pal, Ouch. And with me, as always, the man who needs mods in real life, Mr. Tony C. How are we doing today, Tony? Hey, you know, I was fine earlier, but I made the mistake of turning on the radio during WTFG's Taco Tuesday Time Warp Music Marathon. Oh my god, jeez. If it wasn't for Michael Jackson, the 80s would have nothing but one-hit wonders. I know I'm gonna get heat for that, but hell if it ain't true! What, did they do one-hit wonders again? Like, isn't the theme supposed to change every week? Can you think of any other theme the 80s would fit into? Shit, the record companies had so much coke flowing through those offices, just everything sounded good. Trust me, when you're the decade that gave us dog police, the only thing you can do is atone for your sins. And here's the thing, it's like that for basically every song in the 80s. Even the hits! Just weird, disconnected topics that we pretended to be into. Like, you know what? Great example. Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Again, I'm not trying to downplay a one-hit wonder or anything, but that song is like the Macarena with a reason. It's telling you to do the dance moves and acting like it's a big thing or whatever. Trust me, when you watch that video, and they're trying to get regular people to do the thing. No one has any idea what they're doing. There's no basic standard of what it should look like. Ugh, oh, it's gotta be rough trying to create a dance craze. You know, to be fair though, Tony, that song kinda has a second life, mostly due to the memification and the internet and things like that, but life is life. It's somewhat synonymous with the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure series acting as like the ending theme for like the third season, also known as When Things Got Weird. Eh, never heard of it. Is it like a weird take on Alice in Wonderland or something? Mmm, kinda? If you substitute Alice with a bunch of muscle-bound men with super-powered ghosts and replace the Red Queen with a vampire who smashes people with a steamroller. Wait, 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 what? That sounds screwed up enough to sound awesome. Yeah, well, you explain episode seven to someone. If you get that reference, you're part of the problem. Anyways, we last left our hero making new friends in the form of Marvin, the Mr. Handy Robot, fighting for its fellow bots. Well, fighting is a strong term. I prefer the phrase, chasing metallic equality. Alongside the super mutant with the ramblin' man's wanderlust, Old Tallman. Ah, uh, so I get an introduction as well. Perhaps our host is challenging himself with enacting four separate roles at a single time. 
Hey, no breaking the fourth wall. Anyways, much like the previously mentioned strange anime, we have our heroes teaming up on behalf of Dr. Rast when suddenly they are attacked by the raider known as Rad Rocky and his lackeys, which means we have our first combat scenario. Tony, are you ready to fight for your life in an unforgiving environment? Why the hell are you so excited for this pot? In theory, I'm pretty much dead already. No, 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 you're not dead. This is when I really get to work my chops as a writer, trying to figure out creative ways to describe the scenes. Your fate is stuck behind a couple of 20-sided dice. I'm completely boned, aren't I? I mean, maybe? Ah, uh, fine. All right, let's just get this over with. Hey, that's the spirit. Then let's get to today's episode, The Raider Ambush. Actually, Mr. Ouch, was it? You may want to take a look around. Wait, look around? What do you mean? Oh my god. Yowza. Tallman, I didn't know you could make balloon animals. Out of humans? It's amazing how malleable the human body is. Once you break all the bones inside it. You mean to tell me you guys killed Rad Rocky and his henchmen in between episodes? There was going to be a crazy combat scene and everything. Understood, sir. But it has been a couple of days since you introduced them. We were all just standing here. Awkward would be an understatement. Besides, they were not the best conversationalists. Apparently they could only say their phrase from the narrator's introduction. It's amazing how fast you get tired of the same line over and over again. Whatever you do, Talman, don't listen to any podcasts whatsoever. Uh, uh, alright, let me... I can arrange something from here. You know, trust me, the candy is not going back into that pinata. Uh, let me skip a couple pages. Okay. Uh, here we are. Mr. Narrator, if you would. As the smoke cleared from the battlefield, Rad Rocky and his raiders lay dead along the ground beside the entrance to the vault. Yeah, also on the walls, the lights, even on the roof. Man, I missed one hell of a brawl. Dr. Rast, who has hidden behind a pile of boulders during the fight, reappears from his hiding spot once the coast was clear. Wow, well done, gentlemen. Teaming up was quite effective against those raiders, was it not? I really disagree on how much teaming up there was. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who can grab and twist strong enough to displace that much viscera. Trust me, you can take all the credits on this one. I'm not quite sure how I have a gag reflex, but you certainly did activate it. Here, let me take a look at these bodies. Oh, this might not be good. What, did blood get on something? Oh wait, it's on everything. No, no, it's not the blood. It's the outfits. These are military fatigues. And I recognize these emblems. These guys weren't raiders. They were gunners. Uh-oh. This may be a problem. I'm assuming I'm missing something really important to this conversation. I know you're all waiting for my shocked reaction, but I don't think it's coming. The gunners are one of the biggest mercenary gangs in the entire wasteland. There's no job too big, too small, or too dirty for them if the money is right. And they just sent an entire group out directly to a vault. 
a group that you guys just murdered. It was him! He did it! The big green one! There is no need to confirm the truth. Wait a minute. Relax, relax. While they have firepower, the gunners aren't big on communications. We should have enough time to get into that vault, see what's down there, save whoever needs it, and then get the hell out of Dodge. Hmm. Well, I am already covered in entrails. Hopefully there's a robot wash down there. Count me in as a vault hunter. I agree. Vaults are peppered across the Commonwealth, each with their own theories and experiments. Perhaps learning the history of these vaults could prove worthwhile as a warning story to others. Okay, weird question. Didn't Red Rocky come out of the vault? So, like, shouldn't there be more buddies of his in there who are just waiting for us? Well, wouldn't they have come out during the fracas? I mean, maybe. And then they saw their friends being turned into human silly putty by the big guy, turned right back around, and went back down into the vault. Well, as the old saying goes, there's only one way to find out. Now get those giant bad boys out and hop on the trapeze. My old owner forgot to shut me down on certain nights. I have quite a few recordings like that. <laughs> the escapades! Eh, uh, fine. We'll go down into the vault. But Tallman is in front. And Marvin, you're gonna have to let me hear the rest of those recordings. Ah, excellent. Take a moment to get your thoughts in order, and then meet me by the entrance. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna take a look at these, uh, formerly human piles over here. Is there anything particularly valuable here? Ah, information I can provide. So, each of the raiders had a tire iron and a pipe gun, while Rad Rocky was carrying a sharpshooter's pipe revolver. Each of them also had one D20 of caps, along with 10 plus 5 damage rounds of 38 caliber ammo. I feel as though I have earned basically all of the potential caps. If anyone would like to argue, may I remind everyone that most of the feet are thrown into that maple tree over there. Wow. Hell of an arm on the big guy. Eh, well, the pipe revolver isn't as nice as the old handbone revolver here. Well, maybe it can be a trade-in for something else? Hell, I can take the bullets. Uh, well, maybe next time. Not like I can do much with all these tire irons. The flamethrower can get hot, but not hot enough to melt anything, really. Very good, then. Old Tallman, you receive... Thirty-seven caps in total. Tony C, you pick up Sharpshooter's Pipe Revolver, as well as... Forty-six thirty-eight caliber bullets. Alright, I guess that's everything. Do we need to clean up the bodies, or what? Technically, no. There really aren't a lot of rules about decorum anymore. More than likely, those bodies will become food for something else. Ah, the circle of life. You do realize those men's last moments were nothing but complete agony. Being torn apart with no chance to defend themselves from the brutal onslaught? Do I need to keep going, or are you going to continue to ignore me? Eh, whatever. Let's just start the next scene. They crossed the rickety walkway leading through the entrance of the vault. 
the old metal creaks beneath them, underscoring the howling of a radioactive windstorm building outside. An elevator stands at the end of the path to the vault. Above its dented doorways hangs a wide green sign from the old world, a notice from the Vault Tech Corporation that reads, Vault 95. Welcome home. Proceed in an orderly fashion. The trail of blood from the outside continues inward, smeared across the handrails of the walkway. A bloody handprint stains the button to open the elevator. Okay, uh, everyone, real quick. Do an intelligence plus a medicine test. Uh, old Tallman, go. Well, once you've seen one bloodstain, you've seen them all. You know, the one thing I'll give humans, they are the purest example of excess. Like, you creatures actually need this much blood to survive. Look, I know bleeding sucks, but this is just a level of carelessness I can't condone. People are going to be touching this button at some point in time. You know, I can't carry plastic gloves with me all the time. What am I, refilling a salad bar? Okay, no one puts two and two together about the excess blood loss. Not the most heroic of groups, but sometimes people just don't know. Into the elevator with all of you. Uh, Mr. Narrator, continue. The small elevator rumbles and shakes unsteadily as it descends, deeper and deeper, into the earth. The lights lining the threadbare walls flicker a few times, but remain lit, illuminating a sticky pool of blood gathered in one corner of the floor. At last, with a grinding shriek of metal gears, the elevator slams roughly into the bottom of the shaft. With a cheery ding! The door slides open to reveal a bare underground corridor of exposed pipes that stretches on for some 30 feet before it bends to the left. Smears of fresh blood are evident along the right side wall, leading to a closed steel door halfway down this stretch of the hallway. Two human skeletons lie entangled with one another just off of the side of the door. The decomposed corpses are dressed in dusty, blue, blood-stained jumpsuits. Oh, man. What a way to die. And the absolute dorkiest of jumpsuits. I think I'd rather die in a Jungle Cruise skipper outfit that was a size too small. Come on, let's go see. Hold on, you primate with two left feet. This isn't a regular hallway. Look closer towards the ground. There are laser-guided tripwires in this hallway. Surely these are connected to some security system. Ah, jeez, it's the future... And yet everything is still dusty and old-fashioned. Things just never seem fair. Anyone have any ideas? Hmm. Sneaking through the laser grid will provide a challenge to anything super mutant-sized. Is there a way to shut the grid off? Usually, laser grids require a power source directly connected to the area. Like this fuse box up here. <laughs> Robotic superiority, FTW. I attempt to disarm the tripwires. Uh... 
the Mr. Handy unit easily reaches up to the fuse box and disconnects the wires deactivating the laser grid. Yes, mere child's play. We are free to enter the hallway now. Oh, please, you unplugged something. Give me a step ladder. I could have done the same thing. Oh, really? Then let's put the talk to the test. Um, Mr. Wasteland Master. Hey, what's up, Marvin? So, I know I already disabled the security system and everything, but is there a way we can let Mr. C try the test as well? For funsies? Uh, I don't know about funsies. You know, without a threat, we're just throwing dice to see numbers. Okay, how about this? I do the test, and if I mess up, the bad stuff only happens to me. Are you sure about that, Tony? You're looking at an agility plus science test, which you have neither of. Tell you what, I want to use a luck point, so I can use my luck rating instead of agility. Wow, I remembered a rule. I am invested. Uh, I'll allow it. Tony C uses a luck point to switch the skill test using his luck rating instead of his agility stat, going from anything under a 4 as a success to anything under a 5. Eh, his funeral. With a 25% chance of success, Tony C looks to disarm the security grid. Roll it. Yes, robots ain't got shit on me. Those lasers can grid these nuts. Just so you know, that will never happen again. Ever. In your lifetime. Doesn't matter. Tony C is on the scoreboard. All right, all right. Funsies has been had. Back to the story, please. Now that we are free to move around, where shall we go? Down the corridor, or to the door there? Let's take a look at the door. I want to check on these skeletons, see what happened to these nerds. As the group approached the door, more fresh bloodstains are smeared across the door handle. The door is locked due to a complex mechanism. On the ground lay two skeletons, bones yellowing from time. Blue and yellow. Is there any other color scheme that deserves an ass-kicking? Like... The look just screams their only means of transportation was frolicking. Blue and yellow were the well-known colors of any vault dweller. These two must have been inhabitants of Vault 95, back when it was fully populated. That must have not lasted long. One skeleton is choking the other with his skull fractured towards the back. Granted, the knife in his sternum probably led to his end rather quickly. One must wonder why two neighbors, possibly even friends, would be fighting and killing each other. Hmm. Perhaps the chem injectors in their pockets might have something to do with it. Uh, oh my. Man, stuck in death with the person that killed you. That's one hell of an awkward purgatory. Can we make the skulls kiss? You know, funsies? Look. I know we're still in a new place, but perhaps the blood trail is a little more important right now? Okay, okay, okay. So, we have a locked door. I'm calling my shot. I'm lockpicking this bad boy open. Uh, are you joking? 
This is the first time you've seen a vault-style door, and you're going to pick the lock? What would it need at least some studying or knowledge of lock tumblers? Tony C. picks the lock successfully, with relative ease. You were saying? <sighs> One of these days, I will learn to stop talking. You enter a small room with two walls lined with dusty, disabled computers. Ashtrays, empty chem injections, and broken bottles litter the floor. A single working computer and monitor glows with a dull green light on a desk cluttered with files. Sitting with her back slumped up against adjacent desk is a young woman with short, dark hair wearing warm, tight-fitting clothes suited for long-distance travel. Her glasses lay askew on her nose, one of the lenses fractured. Her hands are soaked with blood as they try to apply pressure to a vicious hole in her abdomen. After a few moments, she looks up and speaks in a serene, but pained voice. Hey, Daddy-o, she says, smiling enough that you can see her broken teeth. Looks like you're all stuck with me now. Who is this mysterious person? What makes them so important? Oh, shit, were we supposed to be collecting the blood to get back into her? It looks like we're gonna have to find out next time, because that is the end of this episode of Morons in the Wasteland. I'd like to thank Tony C for playing along, as well as you for listening along. Remember everyone, war never changes, and neither do idiots. See you next time, everybody. Seriously, I think the Red Cross is gonna charge us extra for this order. Crawl out through the fallout, baby, when they drop that bomb. Crawl out through the fallout with the greatest of aplomb. When your white count's getting higher, hurry, don't delay. I'll hold you close and kiss those radiation burns away. Crawl out through the fallout, baby. Well, that'll about do it for this time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ouchcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustOuch. Capital J-U-S-T, capital A-E-W-C-H. Or send an email to ouch64 at gmail.com. And if you really want to show your appreciation, consider a monthly donation to this little old podcaster. Click on the link in the episode description to find out more. Until next time, everybody, you'll hear from me soon enough. Bye bye <laughs>